What's up, Mike? Good morning. How are you, pal? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Yeah? Yeah. I just wrapped up. uh, Yeah, yeah. Good weekend. Just wrapped up a Tuesday video on the Saucony Ride 14. 14. I know, right? Does that mean they're 14 years old? Uh, I think so. Yeah, technically. So what are they, in middle school these days? (laughs) They're they're a troubled troubled teen right now. Troubled teen. They're in their adolescence. Yeah. Um, I also have what I it's technically coffee, but it's more of like a coffee milkshake. Ooh, to that's classic dope. Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. That Is that like an extra to, extra? Like, I feel like you have to get get it that way. Like I <laughs> I know it's not I'm I'm not obligated to get it that way, but I feel like if you're gonna get a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee, it's gotta look like just a cup of milk with like a splash of coffee in it. Yeah, man. Go, go big or go home. Exactly, right? Go big or go to Starbucks. Like, make the decision, right? <laughs> right. I'm going big, baby. <laughs> um, cool. So you got coffee I saw? Where, what do we got? We got, got one of those crazy chai things going on? No, I just have a straight um, espresso. Wow. You See, you go big, man. Espresso Longo. <laughs> what is that? That just means there's a little more water than the other espresso, I believe. I don't know it's a bu- oh, it's a button right. it's a button on my machine. You can hit espresso and you get like that much. Yep. And if you hit longo, you get like that much. Oh, see, that's the way to do it. So I like it that much. That, of course. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Um, so what are we talking about today, man? Cadence. All right. Good stuff. Right. Yeah. See that that was a fast cadence. I mean, that's like 300 steps per minute, I think. That is. And that's what everyone should strive to. 300 steps per minute. <laughs> you will never get injured. You will get all the attention in the world, and you'll never lose a race. Is is that true? Nope. Can we make the – oh, all right. Good. No, no, I was no, going to no, say, we no. might want to put like uh, one of those asterisk disclaimers on the bottom <laughs> yeah. of that. Do, do not believe anything Michael said. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so why is Caden so important for runners? I mean, I think we teach like this good form running clinic thing here and um, cadence is kind of one of the things that ties everything together. Like if you have the correct cadence, then it's really difficult to kind of hit on the outside of your heel. It's it'll force you to get your feet underneath your hips, which will help reduce impact and help make you a little bit more efficient. Um, So in your opinion, why else is cadence super important? How much time do we have today? Um, I mean, like 15 minutes. All right. So <laughs> I've been on the like the seesaw of cadence. <clears throat> Very important. <laughs> not so important. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. Okay. So I'm gonna tr- I'll try to be as concise as I can coming from my experience. Okay. So I look at things from like an injury prevention standpoint or a performance standpoint. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a believer in all the years I've been working with runners that people's runners naturally selected stride foot strike is there for a reason. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. we can't make adjustments, but what I've done in the past unknowingly is I've made some people a little bit worse because I tried to turn them into this textbook perfect runner. And I've yet to meet that textbook perfect runner. They're in the textbook, but even some of the the fastest runners that I've worked with arguably the fastest runners in the world do not have great form, right? And, you you know, if you look at them from a pure 
biomechanical perfected standpoint, there's going to be some improvements to be made. So yeah. I'm just going to preface it by saying that. And the way I use cadence here, and you're, you kind of hinted at it, if someone is an overstrider, they're slamming on their heel way out in front of them with a straight knee and they have a history of stress injuries. An easy way to improve that and lessen the force that enters that runner's body is to check out their cadence and see if there's some room for improvement there. Right. You know, uh, performance wise, uh, I, I don't know if it necessarily makes everyone more efficient if mm -hmm. you increase their cadence because their naturally selected cadence could be 170 for whatever reason. If we try to turn them into a 190, there's going to be that learning curve. They're going to be more inefficient, especially yeah, at first. Yeah. Right. Yeah, anytime you, yeah, anytime you mess with your, anytime you deviate from your natural form, like you're not going to be as um, efficient at first, but you could, right. you know, and the time you put into changing someone's cadence could be worthwhile if there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I Say, agree, man. There's something to it, you know? Yeah. 20 it's years ago. Go ahead. R real quick. We have, so you know how like shoes have like support and all that yep. to help correct your like overpronation and all that. One of our brands, Brooks, has this kind of whole, more holistic approach that they've taken. They call it the stride signature. Like a, a person's stride signature is, like you were saying, it's kind of how they've developed over the years and what is most efficient for them at the moment. So mm -hmm. what they've tried to do is instead of like, putting a hard piece of foam under your arch, they're kind of more like cradling your foot to help you help you run more efficient as you, as opposed to like changing everything and potentially making you, like you said, a little bit more inefficient. Yeah, I like that. So it's almost like changing from the inside out versus from the outside in. Right. Even though yeah. it is a, even though it is a, a sneaker, but I get that, I like that. It's like a little bit more of an assist to what you got right. going on as opposed to a we're gonna tell yeah. you what to do yeah 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 i like that so you know the the if i said what's an ideal running cadence what's the number that comes to your mind uh well 180 steps per minute is kind of the the one the magical number that i hear anyway mm -hmm. you know? do you know what that you know where that came from uh no i don't there's some physics behind that and like wave forms and 180 i can't even get into that because i don't understand it but in <laughs> yeah. 19 in 1984 do you know the coach jack daniels yeah I, yeah he, yeah legendary He's an alcohol as well is he an alcohol he, he he is not but there is an alcohol with the same name <laughs> yeah. yeah not related uh, though no I, I don't think so um, uh, but you know are arguably one of the best coaches ever but you know yeah. by some standards but he in the 1984 olympics he was um just sitting there observing all these world-class athletes and he found that the average was about 180 steps per minute which you know has gotten studies and some people say it is a good uh, benchmark to strive to so you know everyone kind of compares their stride to that 180 mark mm -hmm. and if we go back to that overstriding person who was always hurt if they came to see me and they were at 150 steps mm -hmm. per minute I'm probably going to talk to them about cadence, see, right. you know, get them on video. Because typically when you increase the cadence within a, a set speed, the, mm -hmm. you're going to pull the foot underneath you a little more. That stride is going to be a little more compact. There's going to be less vertical 
force entering the body. So it's a lot of good stuff that happens, but yeah. it's a change, right? Um, yeah. So that person that may do it, if someone comes to me and they're at 180 already and they don't have a history and injury of injury and they're running pretty well, I'm not going to get them to go faster if yeah, I don't, don't see a need. Yeah. No, and if, so, if someone comes in at 180 and they do have, they still overstride, which is hard to do at 180, but some people do, <laughs> or if they've got all these other problems going on, then um, yeah, maybe I'll adjust even above 180, we'll go up 5%. You know, making a 5 or 10% increase can definitely decrease the amount of stress that enters the body, so there's some good things. There was also a study that showed when they did a 10% increase in cadence, no matter what the cadence was with a bunch of these runners, they mm -hmm. lost coordination. So they somehow tested the coordination and like the movement patterns of their legs. Um, yeah. And people were not very coordinated uh, with their <laughs> movements. So, okay, fine. We're fixing your cadence, but now you're hitting the ground all. All funky. Yeah. You're yeah. all over this place, huh? Yeah. And so are we like, What's the old phrase? Are we taking from Peter to give to Paul? Is that something that people say? Yeah, I mean, we could be putting the horse inside of the cart or something as well. Something we like could, that. We could be doing something. We're doing something. If, we're doing something. We're doing something that might not be good. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I caution people to, like, just strive for that 180. Like, there's mm -hmm. so many factors that are involved. Speed, for example. Yeah. Like, I guarantee if you did a 200 – if you did a 200 on the track yeah. and then you went out for a 10 mile run, there's going to be two different. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is right? a question I get like all the time in our good form running clinics, you know, when we did them before the world exploded um, is like, if I do 180 steps per minute, I'm going to be like sprinting <laughs> and you, you got to be like, no, man, you don't No, It doesn't work like that. No, you know? no. Like no. you could do 180 steps per minute and not go anywhere. You could just run in place. Yeah, you know? your stride, your stride length is that big. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's like a tough concept to get for some folks because they're like used to running how they run. So they maybe yeah. they're at that slower cadence and they feel like if I increase my cadence, then I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be running faster. Right. And if you don't control that, that's why the wearables, like the watches are great. And if someone does need to play with cadence, I suggest doing it on a treadmill because you can yeah. set the pace and you can't run faster or slower um, without touching the, the treadmill. So it's a great, not that I'm a huge treadmill fan, but it's a good way if you have to play with your cadence to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, slower paces are have a slower, a lower cadence. That's just the nature of it. Uh, mm -hmm. One thing that is a fallacy, and there was a study and I, if I had a good enough memory, I would tell you the study. But anyway, we can all look it up. We have Google. Um, there was a study done, and they looked at um, runners at the beginning of a – I think it was a marathon and at the end, and their cadence wasn't that different. Huh. So fatigue – yeah, fatigue might not play as much of a factor or will increase your cadence a tiny bit because, mm -hmm. again, by pulling everything in a little bit tighter, you're not yep. going to have as much impact. And when you're getting really fatigued and your body can't handle it – your body's going to do that to preserve you, you know, mile 24, when you're like, I don't think I can do this anymore. You're going to, you're going to do the marathon shuffle because it's a little bit easier on your body. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. And yeah. Some, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then some, uh, on, on that note too, some other people use cadence almost as a, uh, a, a measure of how fit they are. Cause if mm -hmm. you're super strong and you're feeling good, you're full of energy, you got pop off the ground, your foot's hitting, you're exploding. Your cadence is going to be a little bit lower because you're 
you're pushing off with a little more force and your stride length's a little bit longer. Your pace uh-huh. could be even better. So yeah, so some people use it just almost <clears throat> to check in with themselves. If they notice, you know, if they're looking at their watch and they know they're normally at 185 um, and they're feeling good, their times are going good and their cadence is a little bit lower, they know that they're in good shape versus the mm-hmm. opposite. You know, if they're just like, I don't know what's going on and their cadence is super high, maybe they're overtraining. Maybe they need to do a little more strength work. Maybe there's something going on. That's when you talk to coach or see something. Yeah, right? Uh, so it's not always – yeah, you can use it as a almost like a guide or a barometer of how you're doing versus um, preemptively just changing it for because Runner's World told you to. Yeah, Runner's World doesn't know everything. That's for they, sure. They don't. And you they, just went you just went on the internet and said that out loud. I did. <laughs> Although <laughs> I I mean I guess potentially they could know everything. They have the option of bringing anybody in, right? You could yeah. write an article for Runner's World on I, I have not been asked to yet. On whatever and then all of your knowledge could be in that article. Yeah. So No, they, um, they 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 do have good information, but you know Heel striking was the third leading cause of death, according to some running <laughs> magazines years ago. Cadence is now the most, over the past probably five years, has been like the most important metric. And not to downplay it, but it's an easy thing to manage, which I think why it's so popular. Yeah. You know, I with, remember with, um, seeing like a picture. So we have this picture at the end of our Good Form Running Clinic that talks about, well, it was basically a camera set up at the Olympic trials in the United States. And it was like basically just looking at foot strike of the some of the fastest humans in the world. And um, you'd think all of them would be like midfoot, forefoot. Right. But, dude, they're all over the place. They're heel striking. They're yeah. like way out here. There's some overpronating like champs. So, right. like, I mean, you you have to like take all of this like – guidance with kind of a grain of salt a little bit you've got to do your own like homework on what works for you because you know if galen rupp is heel striking and he's running a 2-0 whatever marathon then maybe you know it's not as bad as like you know it's not the third leading cause of death right no no it's not you know what if you had a microphone i would tell you just drop it right with that but it's true like (laughs) It's so individual. Don't like. Don't just read an article and change something that doesn't need to be changed. Right. Um, there was a race where what was it? It was like a hundred k race somewhere, and it was part of a study, and they were analyzing cadence. Um, and these were so they analyzed the top twenty five world champions at some ultra endurance event, and the lowest cadence that they measured was like hundred and fifty steps per minute, which is super low. Yeah. The highest was, don't, again, don't quote me, it was like over 200. It was like 208, 210, yeah. And guess what? Those guys, after a seven-hour race, finished three minutes apart. <laughs> so, yeah, it, yeah you, know, you know, it ain't going to break. It ain't going to make you, and it ain't going to break you. Right? I like that. Wait, so many good sayings coming out of this. I like, yeah, right? We should have, like, our own <laughs> little quote, quote book, I think. You can start that. You got better ones. <laughs> yeah, right. So, all right, cool. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a good place to end. You know, so like we've yeah. got, we've got to take all of our info. If you're someone who's getting hurt all the time, then maybe you take a look at your cadence and try see if that's something that could fix or help 
with your injury issues. Because right. I think when you're getting hurt constantly, you kind of have to look at everything, you know? At the bucket. you got to drill holes in the bucket. you got to drill holes in the bucket. Or, you know what you could do? You could just go see Mike, and he could drill holes in your bucket for you. <laughs> no, no drill required, though. <laughs> right. right. Don't, don't be scared. <laughs> All right. So, wait, i got to end. Cause I, I oh, just, yeah, yeah. I, I did a little something, and um, I said there was going to be a corny joke. Oh, sure. Yeah. Let's so I got, I got a little story for you. So um, I bought a pair of sneakers off a drug dealer this weekend. All right. Yeah. Some Yeezys um, or something? No, it was a pair of running sneakers, but they must have been laced with something because I kept tripping. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. I almost just put a bit take, uh, you know? Milk everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. That I gotta was give my, good. My, I got to give my brother credit. He told, he's the king of dad jokes and corny jokes, and I got that from him. That is a good one, man. That's a mm. good one. I'm going to have to hit up Google or something and get one for next week. All right. We need like one quick one every week, I think, at this point. I, I kind of agree. We're both dads, yeah. right? We're both dads. We can do it. It's nothing better than a dad joke. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, thank you, Mike. I hope we help some people. I hope so. And... If not, send us more questions. We'll, we'll figure it out. Sounds good. We're here good. to help. All right, buddy. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. All right, take care. Bye, everybody. Bye.